G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. I got to qualify, uh, say to a devout Jewish mind, that is, every word and every single solitary word and letter has incredible purpose and significance. To the Jewish mind, there are no superfluous words in Scripture. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Generally, when we read the Bible, we read it like a narrative. And often if a phrase is repeated or a word is used multiple times, we can mistakenly think that the writers of the Bible could have done with a broader vocabulary. However, to the Jewish mind, when a word or theme repeats itself, it means something exciting is hiding underneath. And it's time to start digging. Absolutely. But can I tell you that I actually understand that frustration? One of my favorite subjects at school was English. And I can remember being taught right from the get-go and when you want to write a story, you know, we'd have to write a creative story in in school or something, and we were told not to use repetitious words. Mm -hmm. And the example given was, you know, something like Billy and Tommy went to the beach and they played in the water and then they built a sandcastle and then they stopped for lunch and then... After lunch, they dug holes in the sand and then they waited for the waves to fill up the holes and then they looked for crabs and <laughs> you, you get what I'm yes. saying. There was yeah. just a whole lot of and then they and then they and mm-hmm. it's just this repetition that really doesn't add Need to the story. Need a bit of variety in the story. Yeah, and I can remember one of the things that I really love is the use of a thesaurus. It really helped me mm. in creative writing and, and expression to learn how to use different words that might have a same or similar meaning so you don't sound so repetitious. I've got to say that sometimes I've read the Bible and I've thought, oh my goodness, those guys could really do with a thesaurus <laughs> because there's such a lot of repetition in mm. it. Really, it comes down to probably more of an Eastern versus Western mindset, though, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, sure. Different to uh, Absolutely. You know, just needing yeah. a thesaurus. I remember a little while back there was a verse that uh, we were sharing in this program and it was had that repetition, and it was Jude 1.15, where yeah. it says, To execute judgment upon all, and to convict all the ungodly of all their ungodly deeds, <laughs> which they've done in an ungodly way, and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against them. You get the impression that he was saying they were ungodly. Mm, that's right. Is it, could that be because he used the word four times yeah, in a single right. sentence? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. You think, Jude, is there another way you could say ungodly? Mm. I mean, that's just my my silly Greek Western trained mind. Yeah. You know, to a Jewish mind, they go, well, hang on a second. There's something really significant here. Mm. And, and the truth is, if you look up the actual meanings of the word ungodly that's been used four times in that verse, one of the usages is an adjective, twice the usages is a feminine noun, and one use is that of a verb. So what Jude was trying to say was that. They had ungodly hearts. They had ungodly behavior. They had ungodly attitudes. They had ungodly mindsets. Yeah. So the word ungodly is actually very broad Mm. 
and covers every single aspect of their lives. These he's talking about people that were thoroughly on every level, yeah. very very ungodly. Yeah. But for those of us just reading the word ungodly, we kind of think, yeah, we get it. Mm. But no, we don't. Not till you dig a little deeper. Exactly. It's really important. I know in other programs we've talked about the different methods of interpretation. There's there was sort of four different layers that yeah, kind right. of dig down. And I think this is kind of the same example there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Because you know what? When you read a verse with a lot of repetitious words in it, once you've read, like if you're reading that verse from Jude, you kind of skip over the next three ungodlies because you've mm. heard it the first time. Yeah, that's right. You know, you, you said, oh, okay, just rep-. quickly skim to the end of that because he's just repeating himself. Mm. But really, it, that's not wise to do that. Yeah, there's a lot more depth in it, there isn't there? Is. Yeah, so the levels that we've discussed in the past with the, the different methods of interpretation, we sort of start with the Peshat, yep. uh, the, the plain meaning of the text, a remez, which is the hint of something deeper or a bit of a he- hidden or symbolic approach. The mm-hmm. Darash, is that, am I saying all these yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, you got that right. Yeah, you got uh, it right. Means Dirash. to look further uh, for comparative meanings or similar occurrences. And then the Sod is looking for secrets or mysteries as in Kabbalah, Mysticism, so that's like the really deep, deep esoteric uh, stuff, yeah, which we yeah. kind of say, yeah, steer clear of it because mm-hmm. it can be really quite problematic. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. There's all these different levels of um, interpretation, and so long as you don't break the primary rule of never compromising the plain meaning of the text, there's extraordinary gems. But you kind of got to dig, and that means where there's repetition, mm. you got to start digging to find out why there's repetition mm. and how they're connected. It reminds me of the psalm that is really a great prayer for all of us, I guess, as we are studying God's Word, Psalm 119, verse 18, which says, Open my eyes mm. that I may behold wonderful things from your law. Oh, yeah, because once you start digging, you go, wow, how good is that? How mm. wonderful is that? How amazing is yeah. that? But you don't find it till you dig into mm-hmm. the surface. Yeah. To the Jewish mind, I got to qualify, uh, say to a devout Jewish mind, that is, every word and every single solitary word and letter has incredible purpose and significance. To the Jewish mind, there are no superfluous words in Scripture. Every single one of them is significant and important. Well, I know that uh, Dr. Chuck Missler used to speak about that, and he was quoted as saying, the Jewish rabbis have a quaint way of expressing this idea. They say that they will not understand the Scripture until Messiah comes. But when he comes, he will not only interpret each of the passages for us, he will interpret the very words. He will even interpret the very letters themselves. In fact, he will even interpret the spaces between the letters. <laughs> I tell you, I love Dr. Mm. John Whistler quotes. He was great. But when he said that, you can understand why, to the Jewish mind, there isn't a single tiny dot, no apostrophe, no space mm-hmm. is insignificant or irrelevant in Scripture. It's all important. We should be spending our lives digging into this to understand it as best we can. And it would be really good to maybe look at Joseph because there's some fantastic example in Joseph's life of repetition. Yeah, well, just thinking about the the dream that he had in Genesis 37. So if you read from verse 9, it says, Now Joseph still had another dream related to his brothers and said, Lo, I've had still another dream, and behold, the sun and the moon and eleven stars were bowing down to me. He related it to his father and to his brothers, and his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you've had? Shall I and your mother and your brothers actually come to bow ourselves down before you to the ground? Now, you know what I really like about that is that his father actually interpreted mm. his dream yeah. and gave the exact interpretation mm. of what those symbols were. It saves any confusion, doesn't it? No confusion at all. So Jacob said 
basically that he, Jacob, and Rachel, which is Joseph's mum, and his brothers, which are the patriarchs of the nation of Israel, were the sun, the moon, and the stars. Mm, that's right. And here's the real kicker, because the sun, the moon, and the stars is actually mentioned again. It's mentioned in Revelation. And therefore, you think, well, now I know what the interpretation mm, is. Exactly. It makes it a whole lot easier. So we read about this in Revelation 12, verse 1, that says, A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of 12 stars. Now, when you know that Jacob interpreted those symbols as being Jacob, his wife, and his children, when you read that particular passage in Revelation, you go, okay, so it's Jacob and his wives, Mm -hmm. and it is all of his children, the patriarchs. But here's the problem. Because of replacement theology, the official church throughout the centuries has claimed that that woman with the sun, the moon, and the stars is actually the church. Yeah. Now, if that is the case, then she's immoral because she's supposed to be the untouched virgin bride of Christ who hasn't actually married Christ yet, and here she is pregnant having a baby, which means she's been immoral. But if it's actually the nation of Israel born from Jacob, his wives, and his 12 sons, Mm. from that nation, a son was born who was a son, the Messiah. And did the devil try to destroy him? Yes, he did. Mm. And yet God saved him. That makes so much more sense. Exactly. So therefore, where you've got this repeat, 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 therefore we can look at Scripture, let Scripture interpret Scripture correctly, and we come to Mm. wonderful conclusions and get to really enjoy the amazing wonders that come from God's Word. We're going to continue this in our next program, exploring this idea of repeat, 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 next time on Foundation. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 